This episode is brought to you uninterrupted by RenegadePopCulture.com. Need an escape? So do we. Time to chit chat about this and that. Oh yes, no stress. We keep coming back. JBC and all his friends from far and near. Maybe make you cry, maybe bring you some cheer. So many people with so much to say from pop culture to travel, weird news to QA. No topic is too small here on our show, Paul and All. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Paul and All. As always, I'm your host, Paul Casey, and I am joined once again by one of my absolute favorite people to talk to. It's been a little while since he's been on the show. Go ahead and reintroduce yourself, sir. The one man pantheon, Zach. Welcome back, Zach. Um, it has been a little bit. We are going to be telling a story today. Um, I am going to apologize up front to the listeners. I don't know how the audio quality of this is going to be. We're trying something new with regards to recording today. So please upgrade us. Get that cash I hope money. So. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, but if it's if it's not so great, please forgive us in advance. Um, but uh we are going to be uh, talking about a story from a few months ago now. March. Was it March? Yeah. Okay. So March 2022. Now, on a recent episode, um, I sat down with my friend Liam and I told the story of when he and I, he, he came, he visited the area, we were hanging out, whatnot. Then we went down to Philadelphia for a day. And we met up with our friend, Kevin. You're also friends with Kevin, of course. And that is where I got hit in Philadelphia. That plays a part in today's story. So if people didn't hear that one, they might want to go listen to that. Um, it's I kind of just summed it up there, but there's a little bit more, you know, whatever. But it uh, it definitely plays a part in today's story. Um, I believe it's you... actually in February, just to cut in real quick, correcting myself, looking at my calendar. It was in February, February. OK. And then uh, I think it was April is when we went to Philly. Yeah, that was late April. OK. Um, But yes, you you coined in February. Well, around February, right, right around the time when we went, you coined the term renegade road trip. And that is what we took. We went to Atlantic City. It was uh, my well, actually, it was it was quite a few firsts because it was. I'm assuming yours as well. First, it was our first uh, AEW show. Right. We went to go see the wrestling. And those of you who've been following for quite a while know Zach and I are big fans of of professional wrestling. We used to host a podcast about it and everything else. And. Um, so that it was an awesome was, show too. It was uh, a just very put, good show. Say that up front. The show slapped ass. <laughs> it was a very good show. Um, we went to Atlantic City, so it was my first time uh, crossing a state line in the car. It was, I want to say, your first time riding with me driving. Almost every time we've ever done something in the past. You were the driver and I was the passenger, but now our roles reversed slightly. It was the second time. The first time is when you and I tried to uh, hang out with a friend from your job and we were going to go drinking and we couldn't find any bars that were open. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I went back to his house and just kind of stood in his kitchen. 
Okay. So second time. Okay. So yeah. it was, so, so that wasn't a first. Um, but uh, I, I almost, I mean, like, I remember that happening, but for whatever reason, I just, it doesn't, it doesn't compute that that actually happened first. Um, but so, yes, so we went and we stayed in um, Atlantic City, pretty much in not far from the ocean, um, but from the was, hotel room, we could see the ocean. It was actually. right on the boardwalk. It was the Tropicana. Yeah great hotel like i want to go back so so soon like you know like i i would love to i go thought back. their beds were uncomfortable but maybe i don't know maybe i'm misremembering i just remember i could not sleep that night you also to be fair you also shared the room with me separate beds of course want to make that clarification and i both snore and grind my teeth in my sleep that probably didn't help your situation I mean, I'm going to be honest. No, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, do no, apologize. It was, it was on the boardwalk. It was like, what, a five minute walk from the venue that the show was at. Yep. Um, We didn't go to the beach, though, because it was like February. So it was cold. So I missed that aspect of it. But uh, yeah, that hotel was wild. There was a lot going on in there. There was a lot going on because I mean it's also it's a casino on the down on the, 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 the downstairs floor and then there's all these shops and restaurants and we I got we both got the same burger and the burger was really fucking good and it's like full-fledged restaurants it's not like when you go somewhere and they have like like I've gone to to some places where they'll have like just a small like, express version of like a fast food thing these were like full-fledged yeah there was like a starbucks restaurants yeah there was, there was there was a starbucks there so i mean you had like actual like real establishments absolutely so before we got to the hotel however um i found that i have a slight issue apparently um, and I've, I think I've I think I have since rectified the issue with regards to my driving, because I think we had a similar issue in. What you say, April, May, whatever it was when we went down to Philly, which is a story, I don't know if we're going to get to that story today or if that'll be for another time. But um, when we were going, I put the you know, I put everything into my into my GPS and you were, you know, basically, OK, here's where you're going to, you know, make sure you get into the left lane or what have you. I've since gotten a little thing for my console where I could just hook my phone up so I can like glance at the phone every once in a great while, instead of like having it, you know, in my cup holder or wherever yeah. I had it previously. It's a game changer. It really is. Cause I'm pretty sure when I drove to Cander, New York, this was years ago. Um, I did not have a mount. So it was just kind of in my, my console there and i precariously placed not great and i mean it was fine like if you're you know there to give like directions where it's like okay it's a three-lane highway you're going to want to be in the left lane or you know the left two lanes or what have you but it's so much easier when you're on your own because in real time i just took a big 
a big road trip, which again, I'll get to, you know, that's a story for a whole other episode in the future, but I just took a big road trip on my own. So it was so much easier to actually be able to like, look at everything that was going on, especially when you're going and you don't know what road work is being done. And, you and know, such a long you. drive too. How long were you on the road? Um, well, I did make a stopover, uh, but it was, you're talking the, the trip, the recent trip. Yeah. I left here, I left home around six something in the morning. And again, I, I made a, a stopover for maybe a, about an hour, hour and a half. Um, but really, I got out to my destination at around 4.30, 5 o'clock. So Google said it would take about eight hours. I figured I'd give myself maybe eight anywhere between eight to 10, just because I knew I was stopping over somewhere. I also knew that I would probably have to stop and get gas and, you know, maybe get a little food, go to the bathroom, things like that. So yeah, without the, without the stopover, it probably would have been about nine, nine and a half hours. That's a long trip. It sure was. <laughs> <laughs> um, our trip, however, to Atlantic city was, it was fun. Um, it was, it was about four, four and a half hours. That sounds about right. Yeah. Not bad. I didn't think, I think we got there in, in pretty decent time. However, it was, uh, I believe I, I coined it on podcast wise. I coined it in the, in the previous episode that I, that I talked about before when I went down to Philly. Um, I, I keep, I kept referring to it as the curse of Philadelphia. Mm. Um, so you know, you and I, we're going along, we're doing our thing, we're listening to music, we're having conversations, all those typical things you do on a road trip when you're there with one of your very good friends and, you know, what have you. We get right onto the other side of, we get basically, you know, I could, it, we were in New Jersey. Right. Remember this? Yes. <laughs> and I could still see the sign that said for you know for the opposite lane of traffic that said philadelphia you know next exit or or what have you and one of my back tires blew yeah and i freaked out because i never had that happen. well actually i had a tire pop on me previously but that was for a different reason also we were going at a very high speed because the fucking highways down there are like 70 miles an hour or 80 miles an hour well that was it yeah it was and and it became because then you know we'll get to it in a moment but uh we had to get the, uh i have you know the donut had to get put on and so unless i'm gonna put my four ways on and go because you're not supposed to go over like 35 on a donut like right. theoretically but it's like a 75 mile an hour highway like what am i supposed to do <laughs> yeah just <laughs> hope know? for the fucking best and, and like, that's what we did and and people afterwards were like well you should have just put your your four ways on and just driven in the in the the far right lane i'm like but you can't like i just i just, it, it was it, i straight up could not have done that like you were in the situation with me i think you would agree that was virtually impossible if i had even wanted to do that yeah yeah also you know we, we could have got pulled over because we're we're not going with the flow of traffic there's something in that wheelhouse you know what i mean right and i don't i definitely don't want to go and like get 
stopped by another state's cops or something. You know, if it's somewhere, I mean, granted, it's, you know, New Jersey, it's relatively close. If I get stopped something in Pennsylvania, it's like, okay, Pennsylvania laws. I don't know all of Pennsylvania laws, but I definitely don't know New Jersey's laws. You know know what I mean? Yeah. So we were on the side of the road. Uh, It was our friend Kevin, right, who hooked us up with uh, with a an NJ dot doesn't really roll off the tongue like pen dot. The Department of Transportation, they sent a tr- he sent a truck to rescue us because what were we missing? We were missing, I think, the tire iron. I think we had so. the donut. We had the we had the, the lift. We didn't have a tire iron to remove the wheel, so we were we were fucked regardless. Right. And this guy rolls up. I think we were probably on the side of the road for what an hour. Maybe. Well, because I know because I called him. And I didn't even think about the fact that he might have been, you know, at work or or what have you. But he was like, yeah, he's like, we'll get somebody out to you, you know, what have you. And yeah, the guy, I mean, we were out there for a little bit and we had, of course, people are driving by and they're looking. And I'm like, and don't get me wrong. Like if I see somebody or if I see a vehicle on the side of the road, I might glance. But they were like straight up like staring like, ooh, what's going on? We were standing outside the car like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why people felt it was like so scandalous that it was. Yeah, like... and I'm, I'm sure they disrupted the flow of traffic by slowing down. You always have those gawkers. They do that with construction sites, too. Yeah, like what? Or like or like if there's a cop and he pulled someone over or, or whatever, if they see flashing lights. They're like they get fucking distracted by shiny things like they're a fucking magpie. I do, like I I don't again don't get me wrong I'll do like a quick glance or or what have you you know not too long ago I in in real time I was I was driving home from work and I saw two sets of flashing lights on the on the side of the road you know what I mean like there was two I don't know if one of them was a local one of them was a state or what have you but there was clearly two vehicles had pulled over for something so of course, yeah, I'm gonna do a quick look because that's unusual. You know yeah, what I mean? There's always that part of your your monkey brain where it's just like, "Ooh, what's going on?" And right. yeah, no, I, but I, I didn't I, like I stop. I didn't like pull over and like like you know have my nose pressed up against the glass or something. Yeah, yeah, but the guy came and he you know he made quick work of it. He had a fucking one of those pneumatic guns that they use at like tire shops. Yes, and then because he... of, because apparently, and I didn't know this until after the fact. Apparent because I said to him, like I think I had said to him, and I know I definitely talked with Kevin about it afterwards. I was like, you know, like, do we owe you anything? Like, whatever. Apparently, that's just something that New Jersey provides. Is if you break down on the side of their roads, I'm assuming state roads, not necessarily local roads, but I don't know. But apparently, if you break down on the side of their roads, they will come and like jack up the tire for you and and put the donut on and you know certain roadside assistance things i keep meaning to look up if that's like every department of transportation like does PennDOT do that because i'd never heard of that before because typically if that happens to you hopefully you have triple a you know like that's usually that's all you got right that's why i don't think i don't think pennsylvania does it i mean i see broken down cars on the side of the road all the time and you know, I think it's a Pennsylvania thing where they put a tr- like a, a shopping bag in the window to make sure people know that it, it broke down. It's not a that's not a universal thing. I found out. Oh, really? No, we're just fucking weird. 
just as a state. I remember a former friend of ours told me one time when actually when he and I took a trip to New Jersey, he we, you know, we were just talking about different things and stuff. And he was like, yeah, that's what that means. And I was like, oh, really? well, I don't think we were in New Jersey at the time, but he's like, that's what that means. And I was like, oh, OK, I never really like thought about it or or knew that before or whatever. But Ned, I, you're just now telling me and I didn't know that wasn't just a Pennsylvania thing. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we got back on the road. We made it to Atlantic City. Um, it was a pain in the ass to fucking find the parking uh, garage. I'll yes, always remember could... that. We're just just circling downtown Atlantic City. I'm frantically <laughs> trying to figure out where we're going. Paul's freaking out. I'm freaking out. We thought we were being followed by a car at one point. <laughs> like, do you remember that? Like, I do. These people well, because can tell what... we're lost. They're gonna fucking. They're they're gonna take our skin. Because well, yes. Because what had happened was. They were doing some sort of road work, like the sh- like half of the street, I-, I believe, where the the pull in for the parking garage for the hotel was. So there was a sign that was like basically pulled down to the next block. But then there was no obvious like sign after that where it's like, here is where you turn. Yeah, no, it's a, it's it's really not well marked where the turn in is like I. It, it, it should not have taken us like a half hour, which is I think it, it took us a half hour. It should not take you a half hour for your uh, your people that are staying in your hotel to find where to park their fucking car. No, and I, I you're right. I think that's about because it was it was basically us, like you said, just kind of circling the block, because at one point I was like, OK, we're going to like I think we I think I pulled us into a parking lot and I was like, we're going to like map this out like <laughs> Yeah, we're going to figure this out before I just keep driving around. Yeah. And and Siri doesn't fucking know what's going on. You know, she keeps rattling off like, oh, yeah, no, just turn right in here. It's like, where? That's not a thing. What? (laughs) Like it it brought us to like the front doors of the hotel. And then I think on our right was the exit for the parking garage. So Siri was useless at that point. Siri was just as confused as we were. Yes. So that makes me feel good, you know, about the whole like robots taking over the world thing. They're fucking stupid. It's and well, and I and I again, because of the the, the road trip that I just went on, I had a, a similar similar situation um, where they were doing construction on well there was there was one point where it was like okay you know because i think i had had the discussion with you when we were doing both this trip to atlantic city and then the trip to philly uh, you know a month a few months later where it was do we want to take the trip that has less tolls or no tolls or you know how are we going to do this and so i had a similar situation when i was coming home from my trip and so i tried going the like relatively fastest route but the entire exit from the highway was closed off every single potential way to get on there. So it keeps telling me, you know, proceed to the route, proceed to the route, but I literally can't. So I got, I mean, pretty much lost for a good half hour, 45 minutes trying to get on the highway home after I had, you know, I checked, cause I checked out of my hotel. I went, got something to eat really quickly. And then I was, I was heading home, but I got like lost for like a good half hour, 45 minutes because, and it's a, it is a human error, which doesn't really help. Like you said, with the whole robots taking over thing, but if someone doesn't report that there's 
some sort of, you know, road work or something, it just thinks, well, the road is open just like it always is. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we finally parked our car. We get in to the hotel and it was it was gorgeous. I mean, the, the interior of that place is awesome. Um, Check in was super simple. It was contactless because, you know, we set up the thing where it was we had yeah, we our, did it at a kiosk. We got our, our key like our room keys at a kiosk. Yep. And then uh, it the whole thing's themed on uh, Havana. Uh, Cuba. Yep. So, you know, the, the ceiling's painted to look like the sky and it's lit in just a way where it, it actually looks real. Like I was showing my dad pictures after we got home and he's like, and I'm like, yeah, you know, the ceiling there is like, wait, that's, that's, that's a ceiling. Yeah. Like, you know, it was pretty convincing. Um, it was, it was a really nice hotel. Uh, I think the bed that I slept in sucked ass, but it was, it was, you know, otherwise, well, so at some point, like we got into the room, we, you know, I think then we were like, oh, because I was, you know, obviously I was trying to keep in touch with Kevin because it was, we were kind of trying to figure it out. Okay. How soon beforehand are we going to get there? Are you and I, you know, were, was he going to join us for something to eat? Was it just going to be you and I going to eat whatever? And I think he was like, um, you know, you guys just go, we had the, the burger, but somewhere in, and, and, it was a fantastic burger, like you had said. the the whole The whole atmosphere of the hotel, everything, was was just great. Um, eventually, we ended up meeting up with him. I think he met us right outside of the restaurant or something because we were like, "Oh, you know, we're finishing up our meal and whatnot." And I wanted him to come take a look because, of course, he's. I think I think he said it, he was like maybe an hour or so away because he's. It's close in terms of, like you said, it was only like a four hour drive. And so like we, in our area, we look at that as like, oh, that's not bad because we're, you know, we're about two and a half, three hours away from Philadelphia, about two and a half hours away from, from New York city. We're, you know, good, maybe four hours or so away from Atlantic city, you know, we'll, in our in our area, we'll go to things even, you know, people will look and go, oh, yeah, we're about four or five hours outside of Pittsburgh or or what have you. But people from other parts of the country may not necessarily like think about things or other parts of the world think about things like that, because it's like, well, why would you go there or take that long to drive or whatever? For whatever reason, we just it's like, oh, it's not that far. It's just a few hours, whereas other people are like a few hours. That's a you know huge chunk of my time. Um. But Kevin, again, relatively knew the area because of living in New Jersey and what have you. So I was like, hey, man, um, you know, thanked him for for sending somebody out for us. But I knew I needed to get a new tire because that was the big thing when we were trying to like park was, you know, you, you got to remember, like we were on on the donut and whatnot. And when we parked, I looked at the other tire. This is my back two tires, by the way, in case we didn't make that clear before. So I looked at the other side and it was balding pretty good. And that's what we had noticed about the those, one that those blew. tires were smooth. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> they were smooth. <laughs> and so um, it's a it's a spoiler for part of the story that's coming up. But basically what had happened was that when I got hit in Philadelphia, it knocked the alignment out. 
and it basically caused instead of instead of the the I don't know because I don't I don't know cars. It's just straight up. I just don't. So basically the the piece that connects one tire to the other or the two tires to the middle or what have you, instead of going straight across, it basically bent into a V. Mm. And so that caused the outside parts of the tires to wear down a lot more than the inside parts of the tire because they still had a, you know, like full tread on them. And so we noticed it about the other tire and, you know, we were like, okay, you know, we definitely have to get that taken care of before we leave. And so then we ended up going to the show. Like you said, we was right on the boardwalk. We, um, we walked right over to the arena and for those who, I mean, I'm sure there's been many other things that have taken place there for most wrestling fans they're going to to recognize it and i think um tony khan who's in charge of aew the wrestling promotion we went to see because of course when you tell people like oh we went to see wrestling um people are like oh yeah wwe we did not go see wwe i have no problem going to see wwe i'm i'm interested they're they're coming to our area relatively soon i think i might want to go and wrestlemania is going to be in philadelphia in 2024 and we are going I was, we are, oh, I was looking into prices in comparison for the last few years. Whoo, we better start saving up now, my friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I don't want to think about that aspect, <laughs> especially because like WWE actually seems like it's on the road to being a better product now that the regime has changed. So I'm like, hey, maybe by that point, I'll actually be like keeping up with the weekly shows and I'll know what the fuck's happening because I tune in to a pay per view now and I'm like, who the fuck are these people? What's going on? Well, that's how I was when I, for, you know, when you guys first got me back into it a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Essentially, it's similar. I mean, the I, I, I learned things through Twitter osmosis. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, Tony Khan, uh, he told us, was, was it Randy Savage's first it's, title win? Yeah, it was. It's the same location that uh, WrestleMania, I want to say four and five. When they basically the two, I believe it was four and five that uh, WWE continued to refer to as uh, Trump Plaza. Yeah. You know, which theoretically it was. But we also know if you're especially if you're a wrestling fan that now, honestly, folks, if you're listening to this at this part in the story, it's probably going to focus heavily on some wrestling talk, some wrestling lingo, things like that. There is more to this story of us going, you know, the renegade road trip, as uh, Zach coined the phrase. However, for the next little bit, it is definitely going to be wrestling. So please forgive us in advance if we're talking about stuff that you're not necessarily interested in. However, there is you more should give to wrestling actual. a try. It's the greatest form of entertainment. I don't disagree with that. Like at all. when it's when it's done well, it is the best form of entertainment. Like you know what I know. Like these guys are trained professionals; they know how to land. It's, it's all smoke and mirrors. I mean, they're they're still getting hurt, obviously. But you know, if you're into a match, if the storyline's there or the match is that good, you forget all about like all about that shit. You just you get hooked. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And that's that's one of the things that's one of the reasons that I've and I think you as well, that we've we've loved it since we were kids is. 
So like I, I often have that and you I think you have it, too, where people will say and then it's, I've found not so much the last few years, um, but it used to be, you know, the whole, oh, you know, it's fake. Well, yes. So it, I think your go to is always so is the Godfather. Right. You know, <laughs> um, recently uh, you said you mentioned before about hanging out with a friend of mine from my current job. Um, there was a big wrestling show recently we were watching it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna confirm nor deny that we were watching it at work (laughs) but we're watching at work um and someone else was there uh uh, one of the female co-workers was there now there were a few female co-workers there that day one said she used to date a guy who it was like 24-7, all wrestling all the time. So she said it it brings up some bad memories for her. And I was like, mm. you know, I'm I'm very sorry that that happened to you. You know, I said, honestly, I'm like, we're we really want to watch this. So like if you really ask us to turn it off, we probably will. But like, you know, she was she was like, no, it's fine. She's like, I just, it's just not my thing because it just brings up memories of being with that guy. And, you know, she's like, you guys don't, you know, you don't watch it all the time, whatever. She's like, but it's just not my thing. And I was like, okay, you know, like, that's perfectly fine. And, you know, one or two other people were like, yeah, you know, it's not really my thing, whatever. But one of our older female coworkers, there was a, a I believe, because we were watching some stuff to like catch up in preparation for the, the big show that was happening. And so there was a, I believe it was a female tag team match or something going on. And she was like, this is disgusting. And I was like, I'm I'm sorry, what? And she's like, well, women, this is the, first of all, it's unrealistic. Women don't like fight like this. And I'm like, okay, you didn't go to school with the same people I went to school with. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's one. And I was like, it's not. And I think you can agree as well. And I think almost anyone watching now would agree, especially in comparison, because I think a lot of people have it in their minds of, oh, wrestling is still the 90s. It's still the Attitude Era and, you know, all these things. And one time previously when we were not, wink, wink, going to be watching it at work, um, one of the bosses was like, as long as they're not like cursing and, you know, a lot of blood and, you know, bad language and stuff. And we were like, oh, goodness, like, it's not that anymore, like at all, you know. Um, but um, because it's, it has it has changed, it has become a lot more family friendly and, you know, advertiser friendly and all of those things. But like this woman was just like, you know, like, oh, it's disgusting. And I was at first I thought maybe she was going to say like the the attire, which isn't conservative attire but no wrestling attire really is well, you know there's if, always... you know for comparison's sake you should show her like a thanksgiving gravy match from like 2004 smackdown yeah like it's it's different sister believe me it's better well, well i looked at her and i was like because she was like you know oh women they, you know they should they, they shouldn't be fighting they don't fight like this like it's you know all of these things she's like it's just gross that this is what they like make them do and i'm like well first of all you know a lot of them most of them if not all of them this is what they're passionate about this is what they you know they i said they're entertainers i said this is 
this is almost pure athleticism. And she's like, this is not athleticism. I said, okay, you do a sunset flip then. <laughs> yeah, right. That's exact. And like a lot of times I'll like say something and be like, this is what I thought. No, I straight up looked at her. I said, okay, you do a sunset flip then. If it's not, a, she's like, what are you? T-? And I said, come on. If it's not, if what they're doing isn't athletic, then you do it right here, right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, there's a fair amount of athleticism that goes into this shit. And, and like show again, her a Rey Mysterio match. Like, yeah, he's not athletic. Uh-huh. And and again, I get it. Like, there are people who they'll say it's not their thing. And I totally I respect that because I don't like everything. I don't like a lot of, you know, I don't watch like The Bachelor. But there are a lot of people that watch and like The Bachelor. OK, that's your thing. But I don't look at you and go, you know, that's not real, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the stigma with wrestling. I just I don't think it's ever going to shake it. Like even today, people are like, oh, but it's fake. I'm like, it's not fake. It is a controlled environment, we'll say. Right. Like, that's fair. It's a controlled environment. It, yeah. I mean, I see. I, I mean, no, they're actually no they're actually hitting the ring like they're being slammed onto the mat. And it's not as bad as like a 1990s WWF ring where it was basically fucking concrete but you know I think our friend Corey the the you know Corey Orion the wrestler would attest that it still kind of sucks to uh, be slammed on that mat absolutely and in all honesty like I have no problem with the term fake I know a lot of people especially wrestling fans do I know a lot of people in the wrestling industry do I personally don't have a problem with the word fake because Just like, you know, I said, you know, as you always say, the Godfather or what have you, things can happen. My my absolute favorite show, Lost, in the finale of that show, without giving too much away, one character stabs another character on the side of a – they're literally on the side of a cliff. I've been to the cliffs where they were, where, you know, like where they filmed right by the right by the water in Hawaii. And one character stabs another character. The fake or if you're using the wrestling term gimmicked prop, whatever knife accidentally got there was something that happened and basically it was just a minor thing, but he, he, the, the actor getting stabbed got poked through his skin for real. It wasn't like full on, like, you know, all the way, like, you know, all the way into like his belly or anything like, you know, like the, the other guy's hand wasn't like touching. It wasn't like that close, but a mistake happened. Everyone would look at that show for a variety of reasons and say, well, that show is fake, but something real did accidentally happen. There was a real injury. I would say the same thing about wrestling. It is fake. It is scripted. It is, you know, people used to use the term predetermined all of the time, you know, but it's like you said before about it being like the perfect form of entertainment. I have this, and I'm sure he, you know, at some point he might listen to this, my, my buddy, Jake, it's, I, I joke with him a lot because he loves Marvel, but he knows that it's too fake. He cannot watch MMA because it's too, it's real fighting, which is fine, 
but there's not like storylines with it. Which right. again, you know, you have like a Conor McGregor who definitely has brought like the sports entertainment side, you know, into the MMA world. And a lot of them have and whatnot, but he's like, I don't know why these two are fighting. Like I need a reason for them to fight, whatever. And so I've said to him, I'm like, you realize what you're describing, what you want is pro wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you would agree with that, Zach. Like, that's pretty much what's being described is like, I know the Marvel movies and I like them, but like, they're a little too fake. But like MMA is a little too real and not storyline. So like, what's something in between professional wrestling? <laughs> Seriously. Um, uh, let's see. Not this WrestleMania. Yes. No. Not this last WrestleMania, the one from last year. Um, I watched it with Corey and his girlfriend, and they came over to my house. And my girlfriend at the time was also there. She kind of came in and out of the room, but eventually, when she sat down and started watching, she's like, "This is fucking awesome." So then I'm like, "Yes, the <laughs> rabbit hole commences." Uh, and then we broke up. But that that proves the point where it's like if people just sit down and let themselves get into it it's fucking it's awesome if it's you just, can it, if you if you are able to suspend your disbelief which again people are able to do for the marvel movies people are able to do for you know whatever tv show the sopranos game of thrones guess what folks that's not real either you know <laughs> Like if you are able to suspend your disbelief to say that I am going to believe that this, I think on, cause I never watched Game of Thrones. Didn't Amelia Clark's character like give birth to dragons or something? Mm. Uh, shit. I forget. It has been a long time since I've watched Game of Thrones. The did, what's her name? Did, finale did, of did, the show Daener really Daenerys or whatever. Daenerys right? Targaryen. Yeah. Yeah. That's her, right? She's like, she's, she's, isn't she the mother of dragons or something? Yeah, I don't think like they just pop out of her vagina, though. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I don't remember that happening. Uh, no, uh, I think, I think maybe she, oh, fuck. I, I, I would have to look it up. I'm not even, even say. still. The point she did being, not birth them. I'm fairly certain. There's still, what I, the point is, there's still like dragons and shit. You there are I mean? dragons. I can I can confirm there are dragons. <laughs> if you can <laughs> if, you, if you can go along with that, and chances are if you're listening to to this show, if you're listening to Paul and all that, that means you know about the other stuff that we do on the Clock Shelves Entertainment Network. We, you know, Lost with Friends, MCU and Me. We're going through uh the Buffyverse over on Buffyverse and Converse. Like all of these things. If you can easily suspend your disbelief for those, I don't know why you wouldn't be able to suspend your disbelief for wrestling. Now, my friend Jake, one of his arguments, and I really I can't fault him for it because I'm very similar. His opinion is because he is something of a completist. That's how I always refer to myself as something of a completist. That's why I've like never been able to get into like Doctor Who because I feel I'd have to go all the way back to like the 60s, even though I've heard that's not true. That's just in my heart. I feel like that's what I would need to do. He feels the same way. He's like, I'd be willing to give it a shot. I guess he's, you know, he said like, I've watched some stuff. Like I, he knows some stuff, whatever. And, um, but he's like, I don't want to have to, know or you know experience 
80 years of history to understand what's going on right here, right now. And I'm like, that's not exactly true, but I can at least understand where you're coming from with that point of view. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's not exact, but it's because I'm somebody and, and, you know, wrestling is also a soap opera. I used to watch soap operas all the time. And I know that when I was into them at various points, because I used to watch them when I was a little kid, then I watched them as like a teenager and whatnot. And, you know, when I would sort of get back into it, I would be, you know, whoever I was with, whether it was, you know, my my cousin or whatever, I would always look and go, okay, wait, who's that? Who's that? And I think I did that to you and and Corey and, and our friend Brian, um, that first WrestleMania, I think it was NXT first, but the, basically that first WrestleMania weekend that I was like, okay, I'm going to officially watch it again and get back into it, whatever. And I think there were a few times where I was like, okay, who's this guy? Why is he fighting with this guy? Because sometimes the promotional packages will explain that. Sometimes they won't, you know, but I think I did that with you guys even where I was like, okay, who's that? Who's that? Why are they fighting? Who's this? Wait, why did this person just run in? You know, what have you. But as long as you're like, again, at least willing to open your mind about it. I think that it's, I think you described it very well before as, as you know, the, the best or one of the best forms of, of entertainment, because there is and can be something for everyone, not in every company, but in the entirety of professional wrestling, there is, or can be something for you. If you think that it's very funny, not that we, not that we want to talk about this guy. Cause you know, he, I think he got me too'd and whatnot, but if you think it's very funny that someone uh, can grab some, can, can, you know, one, one guy uh, accidentally goes to, to hit someone in the groin and then the groin is powerful enough to throw them across the ring, guess what? There's wrestling out there for you. If you think that you like the concept of an undead wizard man and who can like summon lightning from the ceiling and things, guess what? There's wrestling out there for you. If you want something serious and literally just as serious as a guy who likes to drink beer and does not like his corporate boss and you wish that, you know, you are that corporate guy, you go to your nine to five job every, you know, Monday through Friday, and you wish sometimes you could just give your boss a drop kick. Guess what? There's wrestling out there for you too. Very true. Yeah. No, there's something for everybody. You know, that, that seems cliche to say, but it is true. I mean, you could go to a local show and see all kinds of shit. Like you, me and you used to go to local shows and uh, they were, they were entertaining. You had a lot of people that, Maybe weren't great, like you know Dutch karate. Uh, hashtag never forget. But <laughs> uh, there were still really, there were still really good wrestlers just on your local indie circuit, uh, like Jay Freddy. Remember Jay Freddy? I do. Yeah. Yeah, he was on uh, an episode of AEW Dark like last year. Oh, really? Yeah, he was like an enhancement talent, which is you know whatever. But like he was on TV. Like that's that's fucking cool. Well, that's so that can that can kind of lead us into this next bit. So we went to see the show. Oh, what I was going to say before was um, and I said, I believe I started to say, you know, WWE uses its own terminology and things. I think that's where I kind of went off on this. Where I was like, hey, we're going to be talking about wrestling stuff. Excuse me. So one of the things that WWE has done over the last several years there, uh, Zach mentioned before, there's a, a, a regime change recently. Um, so certain things are starting to go out the window, but certain things, um, if a location or if an event is taking place in the uh, I don't know if they refer to it. I think it's just Giants Stadium, which is also where the Jets play or what have you. Now, those are, of course, New York teams. 
but that location is in New Jersey. That's a ev- literally everyone knows that they are still New York teams, but they are, you know, their home base is in New Jersey. And WWE will do something similar. If they have an event from there, they will say, we're in New York City. It sounds more grandiose than we're in New Jersey. I, I often joke about New Jersey. I actually like New Jersey a whole lot. I will joke a whole hell of a lot about New Jersey and, you know, they're they're terrible. They're all, you know, all these things. I actually really like New Jersey. One of my favorite jokes that I go to all the time is if New Jersey is so great, why does the Statue of Liberty face the other way? But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but WWE or WWF back in the day did the same thing with the wrestle the two wrestlemanias that took place at this location that we were at which they referred to it as trump plaza or something like that i believe about two buildings down was maybe still is i don't really remember the uh the trump casino so it was just easier to refer to it as the Trump Plaza. I think Donald Trump may have had an investment in it or something, but it wasn't at the time. I don't think it was officially legally called Trump Plaza, but that's just the sort of thing that they do to sometimes make it so that it's like, oh, yes, I know, you know, oh, I've been to Atlantic City. I know where Trump. Oh, OK, I know. It that also right by gives it a level of prestige, which yes. is always what they were going for with WrestleMania. I mean. Obviously, that prestige probably wouldn't work today, but I guess in the eighties, with the with the with the Trump thing, you're saying, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he probably don't I mean, want they've... his name on stuff right now, but well, no, in the eighties, but... he was a successful businessman. He's hosting WrestleMania. He's front row. Is realistically there? I mean, it would have been no different. I don't think they. I don't. I think it's just called the Jim Whalen something or other, which I believe. Oh, uh, hold on, because I. I I believe, uh, I believe he's like down. a former governor of New Jersey or something like that. The Jim Whelan Boardwalk Hall. Yes. Is what it's called. But if I like if they did it and I know AEW is different from WWE in a lot of ways. But if AEW had referred to it as like coming to you from the Tropicana, whatever, because it was like two buildings over. It would have made perfect sense because, again, it's it's the exact same thing. It's a it's a lot. It's a landmark that people know in that area. You know what I mean? Right. So um, but yes, it was the same building where uh, Randy Savage won the world title. I believe I want to say it was WrestleMania. Four. it was either four or five. I wanted to. Yeah, I believe it was either four or five where he won the the big tournament. Um and uh became the uh the world champion um and they they really played up a lot of that uh, i believe mjf's entrance was basically supposed to be a parody of of randy savage's old you know macho king entrance and and all of that sort of stuff um now this the taping schedule um i have not been to a wwe show in probably close to 20 years. So I don't know. I think you've definitely gone more recently than I have, but as far as I know, they do some of their, you know, lower tier shows before or after or what have you. And AEW is very similar where they will do some of their online shows. They will do some of their, uh, like I said, like, well, 
in the old wrestling days, they used to refer to them as syndication. Um, but they'll do some of those tapings and things like that beforehand to sort of get the crowd started. Um, then they did the main show, which was live. And then they did uh, that Friday's show right after, right? That's correct. Yes, they did. They did Dark Elevation. That was an hour. Um, that airs on YouTube. They did two hours of Dynamite. And then uh, the hour-long Rampage show. But that airs on Friday. Yes. Sometimes they do it live. It, if if they're like trying to make it special, like uh, they, they're going back to uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium in, in New York sometime this fall. I forget when. Uh, and that was like, that's like a huge soccer stadium and, uh, they're doing a live rampage, which I'm like, all right, I'm going to a live rampage. Am I just getting like, like what, two hours of content? Like, I wonder what that's like, like, am I just getting an episode of dark and then rampage and then I go home? Because like the show that we went to, the shows we went to the AW shows, we were there for like one, two, three, four four and a half hours five hours yeah i want to say it's because i think the live thing started at eight right yes like the, the the wednesday night show starts at eight so yeah we were in there i think some i want to say we got out not long at, because of you know actually getting out and whatnot but i think it was like not long after midnight and like it started at about seven six thirty seven o'clock and we got out of there like between 12 and 12 30 right. so yeah and don't get me wrong definitely got your money's worth you know what i mean in terms of like what we oh hell yeah you know for the tickets and whatnot and it's it's a very very good schedule that they do um for anyone i don't know how deep you want to go into the exact card i don't remember the card there's two things that i really remember from that card and that was the mjf uh entrance where they put yeah he came that was out. awesome he came out. I like I said, I think it was supposed to be like a parody of the old of the old Macho King entrance, but basically it was like in the I never saw the live action version, but in the the cartoon Aladdin, when Prince Ali comes into town, it was basically like that big of a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he like made like out that. with he made out with one of the models, which I I, I read was his girlfriends so. i think that yeah but yeah i know he went all in on that kiss i'm like good for you man you're living your best life uh the other thing i really remember from that from that card was that was the debut aew debut of keith lee uh yes yeah uh and i think a lot of people weren't surprised but they were happy to see him and it's always nice to be there when something like that happens. You know what I mean? Because how many times do you see where, like, you know, whether it be AEW, WWE, WCW back in the day, any of these things where it's like, we're going to have this match next week, you know? And then it's like the people who are there are like, what the hell? Like, yeah. We, you know, why are we always good enough booze. to get that? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the fact that it was, it was, cause I don't think it was announced that he was going to be there, but because his contract, you know, he, he was, he was released from WWE and, you know, obviously in the wrestling world, the way that things go these days, it's, if you're not with WWE, you're going to go to AEW, just like, again, back in the day, it was, if you're not with WWF at the time, you're going to go to WCW or vice versa. So 
like you said, people I don't think were surprised, but I don't think they were expecting it that night either, per se. No, no, but uh, it was definitely cool. And like, uh, fuck, I think it was uh, Isaiah, no, Isaiah Cassidy, maybe I forget. But like he fucking launched that man like he was in the air. Yes, that was fucking awesome. I feel like one of these days we'll have to go back if we can find it, because I think as of now, there is no official streaming for AEW. Now, as of this recording, um, Warner Brothers and Discovery are merging. It's a whole corporate thing. A lot of people are upset with a lot of stuff that they're pulling, but apparently they are going to form a new streaming service in 2023 where they're going to combine Discovery Plus and HBO Max. And people are thinking that AEW stuff might go on there at a certain point um, because that's Warner, which is where the shows air on, on TNT and TBS. So uh, maybe if we can ever find it, we'll have to go back and like watch because I don't know. I did not. I don't know if you did, but I did not watch it back on TV because, of course, and, you know, I've had this conversation with people. um, I had said to some of the people at work when we were not wink, wink, watching wrestling recently, and they were like, oh, did you have fun? And I said, I really did. I said, you know, obviously hanging out with with, you know, you and Kevin was very, very good time. You know, we could kind of talk to each other and stuff. I said, but one of the things that you that you miss is the lack of commentary and things like that. So sometimes even during a match, I mean, as much as the match and the promos and everything are fantastic happening live in front of you, sometimes things that they say on commentary uh, amps it up a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Or like there's those periods of time where, they're talking to the camera and you're just kind of sitting there like, okay. Right. And we, we, we had that both times that we went where it was like, they're kind of just have some, some background music and nothing is happening. And depending on the, on the scenario, you know, you might see them uh, putting, you know, setting something up in the ring or what have you. And, you know, we like, I know you, you, Kevin and I kind of all looked at each other and it's like, okay, so we're either in a commercial break right now, or like you said, they're, the announcers have the camera on them and they're talking, they're recapping one thing or they're talking about what's going to be coming up or whatever, because they need this time to either clean up what just happened in the ring or set up what's about to happen or, you know, what have you. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a different level of experience, you know? Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I always, like both shows I went to, I meant to watch back, but then I, I'm like, well, I already saw the show. Like, right. I, I don't know. Right. <laughs> um, but like I said, those the MJF thing and the the Keith Lee thing from the show itself, those are are like the two main things that I remember from that, um, from that card. I don't know if there was any. I know there was some stuff afterwards that I definitely want to talk about, but I don't know if there was anything else from the actual show or shows itself that you really remembered. I know you were excited to see Dan Housen and Hook. Yeah, that was so cool. I got to see Hook and Dan Housen. I love them both so much. <laughs> um no, there was uh the main event. Uh 
was was it that show or the Philly show? The main event was like the Texas barbed wire match. Oh no, that was the that was the the Atlantic City show. Yes. Yeah. Cause, okay, because the John one thing Moxley I... and Lance Archer, and it was fucking awesome. Now that you now that you say that, there the one thing I do remember. Oh my gosh, it was like the sweetest, and it actually it's something similar happened when we were in Philly. There was a family sitting in front of us, and. The kid at one point, I don't know if you remember this. I believe it was in the Atlantic City show. The kid, something happened like earlier in the show. And the kid looks at his mom and goes, you're really going to tell me that that's not real? Yeah. Was, it was, was the cutest little <laughs> thing. <laughs> you know, and then and then, yes, and I, I, I forgot that 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 match happened because. I thought it was odd that the fam because at one point because there was a, there was like one or two little kids and I gotta say they were very well behaved like they they reacted like kids would oh my god you know all of these things but that's exactly how kids would react and if I was their age or you know even you know like middle school or whatever I probably would have reacted the same way I don't have the same reaction to all of the bumps that I had back then, but that's how kids react. So it wasn't like, you know, a lot of times people will be like, Oh, I can't believe I'm sitting near these kids or whatever. I love what if, especially if I miss something like that, like if it's like a plane, you know what I mean? And I'm like, you know, kids, I get a little, a little hesitant because you never know how kids are going to be, but they reacted exactly like kids should at something like that. They are, like I said before about suspension of disbelief, they don't have that concept like they do, but they don't realize it yet. You right. Know what I yeah. mean? And so like 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 the kid said, everything that was happening was real. If they met whoever on the street, they are that person. It's not, oh, this is, you know, Steve Austin, but we know him as Stone Cold. It's like, oh, my gosh, that's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, that's who that is. Right. You know, so like to them, everything was real. And as the show was going on. Again, obviously, it was getting to be a little later and later. The kids were starting to to get a little tired and whatnot. And one of them, I think, had like fallen asleep. And so then the family left. And I remember looking at you and Kevin and I was like, that was a little odd. Like the show isn't even over. And I don't mean the entire like multiple show taping, like the the live show that was happening. Like, you know, you could tune in and watch it live as we were watching it live. Like that wasn't over. And then. I don't remember if you, what have you pointed it out or if it was just like the sort of the, the, the announcement was made, whatever, but the, the, whatever they called it, the hardcore match, the death match was about to happen. And I think we all kind of were like, Oh, that's probably why they took the kids away. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, that makes perfect sense. Like it really does. But I, I do remember thinking at one point I was like, that's a little odd. Like they left already. <laughs> yeah. That, that match was pretty brutal. It really but, uh, was. It it did end with uh, it wasn't John Moxley. It was it was Hangman. He was the champion. Uh, he did the buckshot lariat by flipping over the referee because uh, Dan Lambert unhooked the ring ropes. And we were like, "Is that a fan?" Like I remember that specifically. We, we were like, "Is a fan rushing the ring?" <laughs> well, you never know. Uh, you know. <laughs> no, you don't. Um. Well, the the thing that I. Because now that you say that, I do remember that because so after everything was was over, 
Because I do remember there were certain parts where I was like, oh, I can't believe we didn't see such and such. And then they came out. Uh, I think it was like the Young Bucks at one point. I was like, I can't believe we didn't see the Young Bucks. And then I think they had a match on the the third show, the taped Friday show. I think they ended up having a match. Um, and uh, when we when we got out, you know, we were like, OK, because, of course, you're like super amped up after some, you know, you you just watched all of that and whatever. And I I you know, we kind of looked at each other. We're like, I'm not tired. I'm not tired, you know, whatever. So we went and we got some food because we weren't sure if, if anywhere was going to be open, but we got food at the, the restaurant. Um, one of the restaurants in the hotel and across the way I clocked, uh, rebel. And I want to say it was rebel. Uh, Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, so we get out, and it's like after midnight. Everything's fucking closed. We find, like, this little in-the-corner restaurant, and they're like, yeah, the kitchen closes in, like, five minutes. We're like, fuck. Uh, I think I wanted onion rings, and they're like, yeah, we don't got no onion rings. I'm like, all right, chicken tenders it is. They sucked. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, they walked in. Lance Archer went over and joined them. And he looked pretty good for getting his ass like getting his that's, ass kicked like an hour later. That's what I was earlier. gonna say. That's yeah. what I was gonna say was like that was what I what I like when you he said had a that on match because he bled. That yeah, that that's it. what that's what I was gonna say was when you said that that match happened. I was like, oh, that's right because then we saw him and we were like, he looks pretty good for having just been in like like a death match, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and then Adam Cole and Britt Baker came in, and I I saw how small Adam Cole actually is. It is weird seeing these larger than life characters just chilling. They're just looking for a place to get some food after work. Like that's essentially what they were and then go to bed so they can get the hell out of Atlantic City like first thing so they can get home. Well, I know that was It was it was very strange seeing them and just they're just civilians. They're just people. Well, I know that was something that you and I had had sort of I don't want to say we like butted heads, but we did sort of disagree on cuz I because Rebel and Serena Deeb were sitting at the table by themselves. And I like kind of was trying to be nonchalant. And I asked you guys, I'm like, is that them? And I think you both were like kind of looking, trying not to be obvious. And you're like, yeah. And I I got the the I believe it was waitress. Um, but I got the server and was like, you know, whatever they're whatever they're having, their next round is on me. I bought them, I bought them around. And then other people started joining. And like you said, like Lance Archer, there was one or two other like people who were clearly on camera people. And there were also people who were clearly off camera people and whatnot. And then um, like you said, Adam Cole and, and Britt Baker came in and immediately somebody went to them and was like, can I get a picture? And, and I didn't think she was rude in saying it, but I think other people got upset where Britt Baker was kind of like, you know, really we're just trying to get food. Like can, you know, maybe not right now. And I looked at Adam Cole and I was like, hey, man, great show. And he kind of like gave me like the finger gun and was like, thanks. Right. You know, and then I was like, do I go over and say anything to the big because they didn't join the others at the big table. They kind of were like they heard the kitchen was closed and they were like, OK, we're going to go elsewhere. Um, And then. um but I was I had said to you guys, I was like, do I do I go over and like to the big table and say, like, hey, guys, great show, which, again, that's what I and I didn't I wasn't trying to, like, make a big thing out of it. I didn't want like a picture or anything. 
you know? And I remember like afterwards I told my dad the story cause we're going to get to a few other like little, you know, sightings and things. And my dad was like, did you get pictures with any of them? And I'm like, no, I was like, for me, just saying like, Hey, great show. Like that was enough. And I know you had said, and I don't disagree, but I don't fully agree. You were like, Hey man, you shouldn't bother. Like they're outside of work, like whatever. And I think if I had said to them, Hey, can, Hey, great show. Hey, can I get a picture? And like, tried talking to them for like a while. I think that would have been a little too rude, but I think, cause I ended up going and like, kind of went like stepped a little towards the big table where uh, Serena Deeb and rebel and Lance Archer and a few others were. And I was like, Hey, don't want to be, you know, don't want to interrupt me too rude. You guys did a great show. Thank you so much. And they were like, Oh, thank you. And then I just turned and walked away. You know what I mean? Like I, to me, at least, I don't think that was like a huge faux pas or anything. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I, I, it wasn't that big of a deal, really. I just felt uncomfortable bothering them because I'm like, I feel like after I get home, like after I get out of work and I just want food, like I don't want, I don't want people to bother me. But I mean, I, I, it is good to tell them that like they did a good job, like it was a good show. And that's the thing is like, I, and I think we had we had had this conversation where it's like because it does okay. This is going to sound like a really bad excuse, and it does not apply in every situation. But because they are in the public eye, you know what I mean? Like they kind of sign up for it with limitations, of course. Right. Like they don't owe you a picture. You know what I mean? Like they don't owe you a conversation. They don't owe you anything. If they were just like, hey, man, screw off or whatever, that's perfectly fine. But you know what I mean? Like it's at least a matter of they are public figures. It is slightly expected, maybe not the best way to word that, but it is like expected that that people are going to approach them and comment on their work. You know what I mean? Right. Um. Also, we saw as because then we just sort of went and we were like walking around. Um. We saw I'm, I, I, in no particular order. We saw Ruby Soho. Yeah, we saw her uh, the morning after. Well, we saw. Oh, we, no, we saw her twice. We saw her. Tw- yeah, we saw her walking through. And because I like I was like, is that really because she's really tiny. She, she is. You're right. <laughs> like, really? I did not think she was like you said, like Adam Cole, you know, you thought because, again, they present people on TV as being bigger. Like I, the, the guy at work who also watches wrestling, I was telling him how, um, you know, uh, it was a thing, you know, for years, people would talk about um, Shawn Michaels being small. And he's like, I'm six foot one. I'm not small. But like in comparison to his best friend, who's like seven feet. Yeah, he's small. So when he's always standing next to him, you know, right. And, and the guy at work was like, he is not. And I'm like, yeah, he is. He's like, he is not six feet one. I'm like, yeah, he is. And like, I Googled it and showed him and he's like, oh my God, I did not think he was that tall, you know? <laughs> but when, again, by comparison to guys who are like six foot seven or seven feet tall, yeah, he looks really short, you know? So Ruby Soho was even smaller than I thought she was. Um, So we saw her, we saw... Sunny Kiss, who wasn't on the card at all, was right. not anything there. And we were like, 
I wonder why they're bringing people. And we kind of had like a, a WWE vibe where it's like, oh, I guess they still bring people into town, even if they're not going to be on the show. <laughs> yeah, we also saw Nyla Rose, Vicky Guerrero. Yeah. Um, we miss JR, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because I think a friend of Kevin's said he was out walking the casino floor as we were sitting there eating. Right. Yeah. But we went, it, it sounds bad to say we went looking, but we did kind of go looking because like, um, you know, that several of them like casinos, you know, we, we checked out, there was, there was a different, cause there were multiple restaurants and bars and all that sort of stuff. So anything that was open, we did kind of go looking now when it came to like, Nyla Rose, Vicky Guerrero, whatever, like we saw them. We didn't stop because I could not bring myself to stop Vicky Guerrero by and because, you know, it would have accidentally slipped out if I would have said, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, she, she probably gets that a lot, I imagine. Right. And I'm, that's exactly what my what my dad said when I told him. But I'm like, I don't want to be that person who's just like, excuse me. I, I mean, hey. Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, that was her catchphrase for a very, very long time. <laughs> um, yeah, I think she still does it. Does she? Or maybe a variation on it, but she still does something similar. Yeah, though, I, I'll, I'm i just going to say it like, you know, uh, Nyla Rose does not need a mouthpiece. Like, I think Vicky Guerrero could be helping someone else because Nyla Rose is fucking hilarious on the mic. And uh, she's hilarious on Twitter too. She's definitely a good follow. But she's she she can talk. Like I don't I don't understand the pairing. Like maybe she couldn't before. Like they've been working together for a couple of years now. I just I feel like Nyla Rose doesn't need it. I haven't I, I, seen in this house whole, we stand Nyla Rose. I haven't seen a whole lot of her promos, but I've seen like or heard I should say like a few interviews and things like that and she she does like she, it, it if she translates the same way in an interview that she does in the ring i would agree she does not need a mouthpiece yeah she she's really fucking hilarious um i'll always remember i think it was uh, an interview with ruby soho and she's getting jumped by i forget who and then all you hear is surprise bitch and then nyla rose just her fist comes from off screen <laughs> <laughs> I was on the floor <laughs> and that became that became a meme. Okay. Um well speaking of Ruby Soho like you said we saw her twice. So the next morning cuz I can't remember I don't think we saw anyone else like that night cuz then I basically we said, you know, to Kevin like, "Hey, you know, nice to see you." Cuz I think he had basically said he's like I'm not going to be sticking around a lot longer cuz even though he's from there he still had a, a bit uh, you know a ways to to drive home right um but he you know we said we said our goodbyes with him you and i went to the room got some sleep then the next morning we obviously you have to check out before you know like 11 or whatever at a hotel and then um i had made an appointment at i don't know if i want to name the auto parts place <laughs> I made an appointment at an auto parts place. And so I knew we had to get going. And of course I'm like, well, how difficult is it going to be to get out of here? Because it took us forever to get in. Um, and of course, again, we got to still remember I was on the donut and you know, all of that sort of stuff, but we went and we were like, we need something maybe to eat. 
none of the restaurants opened until like one o'clock or something. So we went to the Starbucks where we saw Ruby Soho again. And I kind of looked at you and I was like, this is fate. We didn't say anything to her last night. We're seeing her a second time. This is fate. I'm going to go up to her. And, you know, kind of like as we were like casually passing, I kind of like slowed down to stop. She kind of did the same thing. And I was like, hey, just so you know, fantastic show last night, whatever. And, you know, she said, thank you again. I didn't like ask for a picture or anything like that because she had two suitcases, you know, that she was rolling along with her, which were about the same height as her. Um, (laughs) Because she's very tiny. Um, (laughs) But uh, so we went to, you know, we went to Starbucks. Um, I got to see the uh, now uh, Mr. and Mrs. Guevara. No, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh, man, that was that was hard. When I read that, I'm like, he's probably having a real bad day. (laughs) Um, Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti, both incredible performers. Like truly, I know I make, I make jokes because, you know, I, I think, I think Ty Conti is incredibly gorgeous and, you know, all of these things, but I, I, in, in, in all reality, no, no, you know, no kayfabe, no gimmicks, brother. I think Sammy Guevara is really, really good. Like, I really do. Like, I'll joke, you know, till the end of time, like, oh, he's my sworn enemy and, you know, all these things. I think he's really good. Like, I think he could probably be like a top guy within the next like five to 10 years for either main company, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, especially like we don't really know what's happening with MJF right now. So and I I think right now Christian Cage is kind of doing the MJF thing with saying a lot of really shocking shit. But uh, actually. Sammy Guevara definitely, he can make it with with any company. I mean, the shit that he does, like just jumping off of ladders and shit. Like he was in a ladder match at the Philly show we went to. Yes, and then I think we didn't go to that to to, to this show, but uh, when he did, I think like a cutter on Cody Rhodes in their ladder match. Oh yeah, that was I think that was like Cody one of Cody's last matches, or it was his last match. It, it, it was his last AEW match. Yeah. But like I saw the, that the I saw does. that move. It was really good. It was. It was amazing. Um, actually, so going back, I, I forgot. So we we walked Kevin out to the parking lot. Like we walked him to his car. And when we came back in, I forgot about this. This was the night before. We saw um we saw one of the young bucks, but we kind of just like passed him. And then we saw MJF was walking behind us. Or no, maybe right. that was the next morning we saw him. That was the, ne- that was the next morning. Yeah, because we saw him with the girl who I'm pretty certain was the one. And if it wasn't his girlfriend, she was that night. Hey, hey. hey. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, we saw him and he was like the only one that I didn't want to say like, hey, great show, because I think and I and I respect him a lot for it. Like he is so dedicated to I want you to hate me that I have the feeling if I would have said something to him, he would have insulted me. And as much as part of me wants to be insulted by MJF, because like, that's his thing. Part of me does not want to be insulted by MJF because I have a lot of insecurities. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, he absolutely, that's probably one of his favorite things is to be like, Oh, Oh, so you think you're good enough to talk to me and then he'll just completely rip you apart. You'll, you'll cry. 
Right. Um, but we did see him. Um, and again, he like he didn't you know, we kind of looked. I think I might have like almost bumped into him or something. And I was like, oh, sorry. And he was like, yeah, like he didn't like he didn't like go off on me for like that. You know what I mean? But I do know at one point when, like I said, when, when we saw one of, I don't know which one, but it was one of the young bucks. I kind of looked at you after it was like, you know, we just passed one of the young bucks, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, And that's, you know, like I said, we just kind of, we saw like a few of them and you, I remember seeing like, obviously we were staying there and I'm not saying other people weren't staying there, but you can definitely tell who are wrestling fans and you can definitely tell when wrestling fans are trying to find people. And I'm sure we looked the same way when we were walking the casino floor and whatnot. But when I when we weren't looking for anyone and we were just getting ready to head back to our room, I don't know if you really like observed it, but I could definitely see like, okay, they're looking to try to find someone. Like anyone. Yeah. You know? and, I, and, I, and I think that affects the wrestler's reaction when someone like you just generally just says hey nice nice job like i guess they're probably like oh god please please don't be one of those one of those fans that's gonna like follow me around well and that's the thing is like i also know you know now so um i it did not happen to me but um my co-worker that i that we were talking about before um i guess years back when when wwe was around i guess uh kane came into the store that I now work at. Hmm. And so he was like, you know, my coworker was like, Hey man, can I get a picture with you? I like, I get that. Like, because you know what I do, like there's a bit of a process to that. It's not just something as quick as like, Oh, you're coming through my line at the checkout and then stopping everything to be like, Hey man, can I get a picture with you? Like when a customer comes into my store again, I'm not going to go into like what I do, but like when a customer comes into my store, there's like, like pretty much I'm talking with you for like a good, probably, 20 minutes at minimum. Right. You know what I mean? We had a guy recently who, and it's funny because I was there, that coworker wasn't, but my other two coworkers were helping this guy. He's a local, um, a local wrestling, like announcer interviewer, all these, he actually knows our friend Corey. I ended up talking with him after the fact, but he was like, I need to get like new headshots done. He's like, I'm doing, you know, more work. He's like, I, you know, I need to, to get stuff. So like he needed to, he needed like he needed supplies and all sorts of things. And so I was joking after the fact with my other two co-workers where I was like, I'm the wrestling guy. And he told you he was doing wrestling. Why didn't you call me over and be like, hey, he speaks the lingo. You know? <laughs> right. So when so when he came in after the fact, I told him, I was like, oh, you're the guy. And he's like, yeah. And I, I told him like how I was joking with them. And then him and I stood there talking wrestling for a little bit, you know, Um and whatnot. And now like my coworker who, who does like wrestling, he saw when, when SmackDown was around here recently, I think he saw, uh, not, and I don't know who he is, not Seamus, not Pete Dunn slash Butch, but like the third guy in that stable. I don't uh, know who it is, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I think he saw him at Walmart and was like, Hey man, can I get a picture with you? I kind of would get that because that's just like one person, like quote unquote in the wild, you know what I mean? But I also know yeah. that a lot of these people, they go to things 
and they make money off of getting pictures and stuff. So I'm not going to be arrogant enough to presume that if I see them at their hotel, I'm going to be like, hey, you know, take a picture with me. I'm entitled. No. Yeah, right. No, I mean, those are people just kind of trying to live their lives. Right. That's um, I, I always wondered when I was a kid, like, do these people have security with them because they're public figures? And they don't. No. And Sammy Guevara is lucky that he no, because uh, uh, to wow. finish that that brief part of the story, um, we were I think we had went got Starbucks and we were either heading back to our room or we were heading out and we saw Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti leaving. And I just kind of yelled because I wasn't going to like run up to them, but I just kind of yelled like, hey, great show last night. And oh, excuse me, he turned around and said, hey, thanks. And she turned around and smiled. And I and I've, I I continued to say the line. I you know I joked then, and I, I keep saying it now. I could have just floated the rest of the way because she smiled at me. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like a cartoon, you know. When. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, to be fair, I, I doubt their marriage is going to last. So I mean, well, you might have a shot. I don't know if you saw when they announced their engagement. Uh, Kevin, like he tweeted it to me. And I, I made a comment where I said something along the lines of, you know, uh, congratulations to them. And I'm sure just like most marriages in the entertainment world, this one will last forever. <laughs> yeah, right. Especially <laughs> the fact that like a year ago he was engaged to somebody else entirely. And she was either married to or getting divorced from someone else entirely. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> um. But no, for again, all all gimmicks and everything aside, I think that they are they are both incredible performers. I think Sammy Guevara, even though you know, sworn enemy, all this stuff, I think he's very good. I think he's going to be a top top tier talent. Um, we, unless I'm forgetting anything, pretty much we got out of there. We went to the to the thing to get my the tire. I ended up getting new tires on my car, and then it's a it's. Definitely a story I, that that can go another time. I don't know if you know we want to get into the whole thing now, but basically they were like, "Hey, for a small additional fee, we will fix the alignment on your car because that's what caused your tires to do this." And I was like, "I think I turned to you and you were just like, yeah." Like, I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. "Yes," I was like, "Yes, absolutely, fix the alignment." And then um, we headed off and i know i was a little nervous about just driving home just because of what had happened i think you were like no dude i could easily feel like everything is is much better now you know everything's going more smoothly and whatnot and then uh we got back i mean i don't think there's unless we wanted to go into the philadelphia one or do we maybe want to save that for another episode but i think that was pretty much the uh the renegade road trip I would say we save it for another episode. I, it definitely it wasn't as uh, eventful as our trip to Atlantic City. Like I had a subpar cheesesteak, you know, it's like <laughs> that kind of sucks. Um, yeah. So was there? Yeah, anything... no, it was it was it was a good time. I mean, it was a great show. It was definitely worth the money. Um, 100 percent willing to do it again. Um whether it's Philly, I don't know if I, maybe another trip to Atlantic City. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll have to see what the circumstances are, but 
Well, I keep saying, even if it's not that, like I, especially the time of year that we're in now, I feel like only probably within the next like two months is like a decent time to go to Atlantic city in general. Cause then if not, it's going to be like winter and don't get me wrong. Winter in Atlantic city is okay. You don't really want to go to the ocean, but you also don't have like a whole lot of people there. Right. You know what I mean? So it's definitely like much better for like that aspect because not everybody wants to go near the, near the beach in the winter, you know? Right. But it's yeah. not as it's not, everything isn't as open and as vibrant as it is during the summer. Like there's a reason for that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I I mean, we were, we were circling downtown Atlantic city and like the traffic wasn't unbearable. Right. Um, what, WWE show is coming to the arena close to us. Is it is it raw? It is, which almost never happens. True. When and is that's that? why I had said to you, because actually I wasn't the first person to notice it. My coworker noticed it and he was like, Do you want to go? Now the funny thing is when SmackDown came around, I had said about I had said to you and Kevin about going. And then I was like, Well, maybe even if I don't go with them, I might go with my coworker. And then he ended up getting tickets for him and his family. Totally fine, whatever. But he had said to me this time, he's like, do you want to go? And I was like, maybe, because my immediate thought was I was going to message you guys, see if you wanted to go. But then he realized he's going on vacation. And I think he's going to be like on vacation that week or whatever. But I had said it to you guys about maybe wanting to go. And it was before the regime change. But I think. You know, it was kind of like, eh, not so sure. And I get it. I get it. And I said to you both, and I and I would say it about the trip to Atlantic City, and I would say it about the trip that we took to Philly. It's it's not for me at least. Like, don't get me wrong. I like the I like the show we went to, like I talked about it, whatever. And I remember I like I re- there are other parts of the show that I remember that we didn't necessarily talk about, like Chris Jericho getting two entrances, everyone singing to his entrance theme. You know what I mean? Like there, there are definitely things about the show that I remember, but to me, it was hanging out with you. It was hanging out with Kevin and whatnot. Like those are the things, you know what I mean? So like if you and I went to the one around here, like you and I would get to show Kevin certain things around here. Cause I don't know if he's ever really been to this area. And if he has probably just drove through, like, I mean, what should... is there to see in this area though? There's like, yeah, there's an Applebee's and uh, over here, we got a Walmart. We have the big Up cow the hill there. We got a debt. We... <laughs> okay. We got a big cow. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually I had the same thing when, uh, when my friend Liam came, the one that I went to Philly with, where I had the incident with the car where I was like, yeah, I don't really know what to show you around here. We actually we ended up going to Scranton. Um, we went to uh, and we talked about it in the in the episode, but we went to uh, Cooper's Seafood, which uh, has a lot of office related stuff because they mentioned it on the office once ah. or twice. So um, if you're an office fan like up in Scranton, there's a few things to see, like the the building from the opening theme and, you know, things like that. But you are right. For the most part, there isn't a whole lot to see here. But um, but like you said, we're within driving distance of multiple places to see stuff. Correct. So, Correct. you know, we got an arena, but, you know, and it, it pisses me off, too, because, like, you know, I'm friends with, like, a couple of old metalheads. And they're like, yeah, you know, Judas Priest and Megadeth played at the Kingston Armory back in, like, 19... I'm like, th- that would never happen today. Like, there used to be more venues around here to see places and, like, bands that mattered were like in the area like 
it, it just, I feel like I missed out on, 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 on a lot of that. Now it's all right. Well, now there's a new restaurant, I guess. Yeah, so great. Well, yeah. We have an IHOP. Wouldn't, wouldn't, and I know you weren't like into it, into it when, when we were like real young, but I think, you know, like I grew up watching wrestling, like some of my earliest memories are wrestling. You were, I believe you were at my, yeah, you were, you were at my, at my birthday party where one of the things I, I threw myself a 90s theme birthday party a few years ago. And one of the things that I had was like old VHS tapes playing and some of the more like pay-per-view events and things that we recorded onto VHS and stuff. So right. like, it was a big thing. And my, both of my parents will talk about the fact that like, we used to go to the armory or like the CYC and go see like WWF shows. That would never, ever, ever happen. No, you're, you're right. If it's if anything's going to happen in this area, it's going to be at Montage Mountain, or it's going to be at the arena, and that's kind of it. Well, there's also there's also Penn's Peak, but they mostly do cover bands and like people who aren't really all that famous anymore, but still a decent place to go. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, what is there to show? Uh, in the scenic Wyoming Valley. Well, we have to trees be, to be fair. Now, one now my now my buddy Liam, he did want to see because he's like, well, this is a valley and he wanted to see. So I actually took him up to my my high school to kind of look over the valley. It's not the exact same. He wanted to be like literally in the mountain. I'm like, yeah, you can't because there's no roads really up there. Right. Um, but uh, we do have especially if wrestling is in the area. Um, a lot of the wrestlers stay at and go to the casino where there are several different restaurants. Some are chains, some are not. Yeah, there's the Woodlands, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a com maybe a conversation that we, especially now with the with the change that we can uh, potentially revisit. But with regards to the Atlantic City trip, the Renegade Road trip, the continuation of the Curse of Philadelphia. Was there anything else that we uh, that we didn't really cover? I mean, I think we hit all the high points. Like the burger was really good. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> shout out to that burger place, man. And then the negative version of a shout out to wherever the hell we ate at midnight. Those chicken tenders were total garbage. That's funny because that's like a that's a a big like I feel like when I took the the trip that I took, or no, was it maybe when we went to Philly again? Like we saw that or maybe it was when i was when i was uh out a few states away whatever that's like a chain place it's like it's what is it called like chick and pete's or something oh i don't remember i'm looking it up right now. i know if we ever go to atlantic city again we have to eat there no not the not the burger place i'm talking the chick like the place that you think was not good Oh, that place. Yeah, no, I I don't have any memories of that place other than a bunch of celebrities surrounding me. Chickies and Pete's, I believe it was called. That sounds right. Yeah. Hashtag never again. <laughs> Hashtag if I'm hungry at midnight, I'm going to go to McDonald's. So, okay. So, yeah, it's just a Wikipedia. It's an American bar and restaurant business privately owned and headquartered in Philadelphia. So maybe that's what it was when we went down there. For the other thing, I think I might have said like, oh, yeah, that's where we went or something like that. Um, it's uh, they only have. 
according to Wikipedia, as of August 14th, now that's 2017, they only have 19 locations. I think it's safe to say they probably have a few more now. <laughs> don't go there. I didn't think or, it was that bad. Or actually. maybe just don't go there at like midnight. <laughs> well, that's I think that's what it was, was because, excuse me, like you said before, the uh, the the kitchen was getting ready to close when we when we. Got yeah, there, I mean, so. we were probably those assholes that they fucking talk about. They're like, yeah, I know, like the kitchen's closed, but can I get some food? And I'm like, fuck these guys, man. Right. I want to go home. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I get it. It just it was food that you eat at midnight and then you know, it's whatever. Right. Um, but but no, I, I think, I think we covered pretty much everything. I mean, the, the chicanery on the highway and the chicanery in downtown Atlantic city. And then, uh, the wrestling show was, was amazing. Like, uh, like I said, our hotel was a five minute walk down the boardwalk to, uh, to the venue. So like, that was super awesome. We didn't have to worry about parking. Cause that's always, that's always a problem. We, you know, when you go to a show, it's like, Oh Jesus Christ, how long is it going to take me to get out of the parking lot? Well, that's the thing is I know, um, I think that was something that I had looked into because I was like, is it going to cost me extra to park at this hotel? You know what I mean? Like, is that a separate fee? Is it, you know, is there going to, do I have to park at the, cause I think that's one of the reasons that we, that we chose that hotel was cause it was relatively close. It was a little bit more costly then, you know, because there were obviously uh, things in the area that were like like motels and, you know, less expensive hotels. But I think this one like included parking. And because it was so close, I think that was like one of the reasons where we were like, OK, we should go with this place, you know, because I know and sometimes depending on on what you look at. So this is I think you've heard this story before. This is going back first time I was in Hawaii. Um. I did not stay. I went for the for the lost convention. I did not stay at the um, the hotel where the event was happening because it was I believe it was all booked up or it was, you know, a little too expensive or whatever. I know a little too expensive. I went to Hawaii. But um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, I ch I looked for a place that was relatively close because I wanted something that was, you know, maybe like five, ten minutes. What? Because it was it's like a two like a street yeah a street or two over from the from the beach so everything's gonna be again on the expensive side but was there something like less expensive that was still close enough that i could walk and i specifically remember putting in walking distance and it was like oh yeah like 10 minutes or whatever so i got a shuttle from the airport to the host hotel and figured, well, I could just walk the 10 minutes to my other hotel. Well, I don't know any of the streets there and stuff. So I'm trying to figure it out. Now it's like one in the afternoon there, but it's like seven or eight o'clock here at home. Right. So I'm on the phone with my mother going, Hey, do you remember the name? Whatever. So she's looking up stuff and all these things, whatever. It was like a 20 to 25 minute walk. Because even though I put in walking distance, it kept giving me driving distance. See, the robots are stupid. So I, I booked myself a place that every morning I had to wake up like way earlier than I needed to be anywhere because I needed to get up, get ready, and then walk 20 minutes to go meet at the, ho at the host hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's not ideal. 
So, but yeah, no, it was, it was, I think it was a very good trip now. Like, you know, there was obviously some, some not so great points like the, like the, you know, flat tire and, and having to make that secondary stop to get new tires and what, and that, what was that like three hours or something? What's that? Waiting for them to do the tires and the alignment. I think we were sitting outside of that place for like two or three hours. Was it that long? Yeah, I remember it being a very long wait. And like considering, I mean, they had other customers, so like whatever. But I don't know if it was that long. I do remember it felt like a like a like a lot. I don't I don't know if it was that long, but it did feel like a lot. And I think it was also because there was like nothing else really to do. If it was if there had been like food maybe somewhere nearby, we could have probably went and got something to eat, but it was like all like shops. There was like no food, no like let's go do something. Like we were literally just sitting on the curb outside. Yes, exactly. There was nothing around us. Um, but yeah, overall, I think good trip. I would give it. Uh, well, let's see. Since we're talking wrestling, five stars tends to be the 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 goal, unless you're Dave Meltzer and you just arbitrarily give six stars out. But I would give the trip a four out of five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that I agree with that. <laughs> Um, let us know what you thought about the trip. Let us know if you have any other, uh, if you have like any fun, uh, you know, road trip stories of your own. Um, obviously we've kind of teased that we have at least one more trip of us going down to Philadelphia and clearly we're building something up here where, you know, the curse of Philadelphia, it was started in a previous episode. It grew here. And then talking about going down to Philadelphia, you'll have to tune in next time. But until then, Zach, where can they find you all across the internet? You can find me on Twitter at one man Pantheon. You have to spell out the word one. I don't know why. I'm sorry for the inconvenience. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JPGRB. You could find more about uh, Zach and I and all the other stuff that we do. I mentioned other shows. I mentioned other episodes, things like that. That's all at Clock Shelves uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's C-L-O-C-K-S-H-E-L-V-E-S. Um, you probably got this episode early and uninterrupted over at Content Club. That is your hub. Go ahead and sub. It helps us keep the mics and lights on. Patreon.com slash Clock Shelves. Um, I can't really think of anything else um, about the, uh, the the Renegade road trip. I had a very good time. Um, we're obviously talking about doing something. Now, granted, this would be something more local, but um, I would definitely go road tripping again with you, Zach. I don't know if you would go road tripping again with me, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, um, do you have any final words before we get out of here? Oh, man. Um, watch wrestling. That's honestly it. Like, just just put AEW on. It's on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock on TBS or even WWE because WWE is going to start sucking less, apparently. Uh, just go into it with an open mind and just let your brain, like, like the part of, like, the analytical part of your brain just shut off and just watch the show. Because, like, the stuff that they're able to do in the ring is insane and they can get you hooked on a storyline and and you're in the middle of like their their big 
grudge match and like you're totally you totally forget that it's it's all predetermined and all that like you get invested and uh i enjoy it more than any other form of entertainment i'm gonna be honest i would um concur with with most of that go watch wrestling have an open mind um we gave you how to get in touch with us let us know if we can give you uh if you you know want like sort of our match recommendations or show recommendations or anything like that um but yeah until next time he is zach i am paul and that is all